I'm Jackson Licka, and welcome to this episode of our 2021 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series, supported by Ag Express Electronics. In today's program, we continue the perspective from ag entrepreneur Arlen Sorensen on the importance of embracing business change, both professionally and personally, to sustain growth. If this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And a reminder that by subscribing, you will be able to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released. Thanks again to Ag Express Electronics for their support of this podcast series. Since 1992, Ag Express Electronics has worked to help you and your customers achieve their operational goals. Ag Express is 100% employee-owned and leads the agricultural industry in service, sales, and support of electronic instrumentation and controls. They also offer custom design, engineering, and manufacturing solutions for cables, harnesses, and electronics. Their pledge to quality and a commitment to technology allows them to provide the highest level of service and value in the industry. And their vast portfolio of over 2,000 supported products enables them to provide possibilities for a wide range of agricultural concepts. Whether it's planting, harvesting, chemical application, or hay baling, Ag Express offers solutions. To find out how Ag Express can work for you, visit agexpress.com. Well, entrepreneur Arlen Sorensen understands that taking risks and embracing uncertainty can be intimidating. However, he believes those actions are the keys to success for business owners, especially right now. The founder of HTS Ag in Harlan, Iowa, knows that for many dealers, it would be easier and preferable to retreat to the way things were before COVID-19. However, he says that's an impossibility. While he acknowledges some aspects of business management will return to a pre-pandemic normal, others are here to stay, and dealerships will likely be the better for them, assuming they embrace change. In today's Precision Farming Dealer Podcast, Part 2 of 2, supported by Ag Express Electronics, Arlen outlines opportunities for dealers to become more intimately involved in their customers' decision-making process, and some key leadership lessons to apply centered on communication. So as we talk about business outcomes, I I tried to make a list of all the different decisions that a grower would need to address throughout the year. And and I come up with almost 200 different decision points that a grower is going to need to address. And and the reality is that uh, as they grow their operations, they need more input from folks. And this is going to be our opportunity. Now, I understand that, you know, on the screen here, I've got – 12 or 15 different big buckets of of areas where decisions have to be made. And there's no way any of us are going to be able to address all those decisions on our own. But what we can do is we can find partners that can provide the kind of uh, decision-making information that's necessary to help guide the growers we work with. And, And that's really where I think there's a huge opportunity. We can build some of these skills into our teams, but we're going to need to partner with others to be able to really serve the needs of our our organizations that we, that we uh, deliver services to. And I can tell you, if we don't do it, someone else will. So that's the real reality that we're up against. There's huge opportunity. Someone's going to fill the opportunity. 
Someone will fill the void and the need. And this is where I think we have a significant place we can bring value and help deliver ROI. It's different than we're accustomed to, but it's a significant place for us to make an impact. So now's the time we need to lead. That's the bottom line. We gotta think outside the box. We have to realize a change in the world, a change in the opportunity ahead. Some of you are sitting there saying, but I'm not a leader. Well, everybody's a leader. Leadership's not about our, way, our behavior, or it's about our behavior, not our position. We all have the opportunity to lead. Sometimes that leadership looks like influence, helping explain. Other times it's, it's a much different kind of leadership, but we all are leaders and we all have to step up and act as leaders. I really like the way Lencioni talks about it when he defines a CEO. He says, when it comes to the E in CEO, E equals LMC squared. That translates into leadership, management, culture, and communication. Those are the areas that we have to really skill up on and focus on with our own organizations to prepare us to be able to go deliver what growers are gonna need in the future. So I can't encourage you enough to really think hard about what you're gonna to do to build leadership in your organization. You know, we work with hundreds of companies around the globe through our IT peer groups. At the end of the day, they sell technology. This audience sells precision tech and equipment and other things to different marketplaces. But we all run businesses. And businesses all struggle with the same problems, no matter what they're selling. And the thing that stymies growth more than anything else, and I really am seeing it right now as we wrestle with COVID, is a lack of leadership and management. People have not invested in their people to create leaders. We've done a very poor job of building managers. And now, when we need them more than ever because of the way the workplace is, they're not available. And it stymies growth. You know, the, the data on US small business, 96% of businesses never grow beyond 10 employees. 96%. Why is that? Because they don't want to grow? No. It's because they don't know how to grow. They don't know how to build leaders. They don't know how to do the things that are necessary to really help them grow and become a larger company. You can do that by investing in these key areas. So here's some things I would challenge you to go do. First and foremost right now, you gotta take care of yourself. As a leader, you have to be healthy yourself. It is exactly like they tell you when you get on an airplane. You put the oxygen mask on yourself first, and then you help those around you. Leaders today have got to focus on replenishment and their own well-being. It's, it's an essential part of what has to happen. Then you can begin to work on your team. And I can tell you, in the last month, there have been many more folks that have expressed struggles they're having with well-being right now. The emotional toll of this whole thing is, is definitely creating some problems. We have to focus here if we're going to go anywhere. 
Second thing is you got to realize leadership's not about you. At the end of the day, we got to get over ourselves and realize that leadership's a team sport. It's about the people around us. And successful leaders build leaders good enough to replace them. And we've got to make those kind of investments. We've got to hire those kind of people. Strategy, and we've talked about this a bit, but it is the foundation. And on top of that, then we build a plan. Communication is really the secret sauce. You know, we can, we can provide, I could provide the exact same business plan to 100 companies, and probably 90 plus percent of them wouldn't execute it and get anything done because they don't communicate. They couldn't communicate it. Communication is the magic that makes it work. You've got to put a plan in place, and then you have to be disciplined to actually do it. Know how you're going to communicate. Realize it takes seven times to really make it stick, and you need to do it seven different ways. It's not sending seven emails to your team that all said the same thing. Mix it up. Do it with email, do it with voice, do it with video, do it with text. Use all the tools to connect. We sell different things, but we're all in the relationship business. We are in the people business. And it's important, especially during this time, that we take care of those relationships and we leverage them. We need to help one another to be successful. And one of the ways we can do that is by using our peers. You know, it's unfortunate that this event has to be virtual because it's a lot harder to have peer-to-peer interaction virtually. But there are ways to do it. We do it all the time through our IT peer groups. Find a way to connect with people and have that conversation. Learn from them. You don't have to make every mistake yourself. You can learn by spending time listening to one another. We've talked about innovation and disruption. That is the opportunity ahead of us. Figure out what you, where you can innovate, how you can take it to market to disrupt. And then this one is one that most entrepreneurs really struggle with. We have to celebrate the wins. Now, I was very guilty of this leading my companies because when we would accomplish a task, large or small, I had a list of four or five other things that were next in line and it was time to just get on with the next thing. I struggled drastically to to really stop and celebrate. But your team needs that. They need to see progress. They need to feel success. The same is true in terms of how we review folks that work for us. Reviews ought to be a time where we celebrate the wins that our our employees have had. We need to focus on the positive stuff with folks. And as an entrepreneur, this, this is one of the hardest things I find that people wrestle with is how do we celebrate the wins? How do we slow down long enough to make sure that everybody gets to enjoy the successes we have together? We'll get back to the discussion shortly, but I wanted to once again thank our sponsor, Ag Express Electronics, for making this podcast possible. Since 1992, Ag Express Electronics has worked to help you and your customers achieve their operational goals. 
Ag Express is 100% employee-owned and leads the agricultural industry in service, sales, and support of electronic instrumentation and controls. They also offer custom design, engineering, and manufacturing solutions for cables, harnesses, and electronics. To find out how Ag Express can work for you, visit agexpress.com. Let's get back to the program now and hear more from Arlen Sorensen on how adapting to change is not only a necessity, but essential to a dealership's long-term success strategy. It doesn't matter, just stay in the course and, and keep moving forward. Putting one foot in front of the next one, even when it doesn't feel like we're making progress. If we have a strategy with a plan and we walk down that plan's path, we will achieve success. People that write things down and keep it in front of them are very likely to achieve success. But we have to take the time and do the work to make that a real thing. Thomas Edison, this is my favorite quote of all times. Vision without execution is hallucination. I find that a lot of companies don't really have a vision or they haven't communicated it clearly to their teams. So it starts there. But the second part of that is you have to execute. And the only way you're going to execute is to have a plan. This is where the business plan has got to come to set up the steps that need to happen throughout the year to keep moving us toward that strategy. Without the vision and without the plan to execute, we're just going to be hallucinating. We'll go through the motions. We might get a few things done, mostly by accident, but we will not achieve what we're setting out to do. I find so many companies that spend most of their time hallucinating because they're unwilling invest the time and to do the hard work of making sure that they're on their path to success. Well, here's the reality. Nothing changes if nothing changes. The definition of insanity is that we do the same thing today we did yesterday and we expect something different in return. We can't do that, especially now. We have to embrace change and lead through it. And the reason is the world is a different place. You know, there are folks that, that tell me, well, we're going back to where we were. And, and I hate to break it to people, but we're not going back to where we were. Some things will return to a normal, pre-COVID normal. But there are a lot of things that where change was in motion before COVID, particularly around generational things, we are not going back. We are not going to return to the way it was. And the sooner we accept that and embrace it and lead through it, the better off we're going to be. So it's important for us to recognize changes in the marketplace around us. Farming is a different game than it was 10 years ago. Farm sizes are continuing to grow, and they're going to create a totally different environment of how we have to interact. The technology is changing drastically and giving us more opportunities than we've ever seen before. So it comes down to really a willingness to look up, find the opportunities, innovate something new, and then go disrupt the marketplace with it. If you do that, you're going to be on the top of that K recovery, and you'll be on the winning side of the ledger. 
If you fail to do that, you're going you're gonna to struggle. And you could potentially be a loser on the bottom side of that K recovery. I don't want that to happen to you. It doesn't need to happen. But it will happen if we aren't embracing change and leading through it. If this has been valuable to you, I'd encourage you to uh, consider signing up for my daily blog. If I had to pick one thing in my career that has truly changed my life, this would be it. Um, I started writing on a regular basis about 20 years ago now. And, uh, you know, it, it is a discipline that has truly changed my world. I haven't missed a day, okay, and I do this six days a week. I haven't missed a day since 2008. So for the last 12 years, six days a week, I have put out my daily blog. I write it for myself, okay? It helps me start the day, get my mind set right, help me focus and uh, really think about what I learned yesterday. That's one part of it. I study scripture each day and I write what I learned from that. And then I also share something I learned from somebody else through the reading that I do from things that folks send me. Some days I look back and say, well, I don't know what I was thinking about when I wrote all that. Um, other days, you know, people will, will say that I connected with, with them on something I wrote. It's just an opportunity to, to get some different perspective. And I'm glad to add you if you send me an email. Um, there's an opportunity there to, uh, to do that. So thanks for your time. I, I can't encourage you enough. Don't look at the current situation and feel like, you know, it, we're, it's helpless and we're hopeless. We're not. There's, there is going to be unbelievable opportunity as a result of what we've experienced in 2020. The, deck, the uh, year that we're going to have an opportunity to take advantage of it is 2021. As we get the vaccines, as we move back toward more normal activity, this is where the opportunity is going to be to truly disrupt and create what the new normal is going to look like. I, for one, want to be part of the group that's creating it. I want to be on the winning side of the ledger. And that will happen as we embrace change and we lead through it. So that's my challenge to you. Go listen to your growers. Understand their needs. Figure out how to serve those needs and go disrupt the marketplace. It's going to look different. It's going to be based on business outcome, not just making things work. But if you do that, you're going to have customers for life, and you're going to truly do things that impact the world we live in. I just wanted to see if you could elaborate a little bit on, you know, how critical that was, particularly this last year with making sure employees within the dealership were really informed and kind of knew how things were changing and what leadership was doing to help them adapt. Well, it's certainly been uh, an interesting 10 months thus far, and, and we're not done yet with, uh, with the challenges that we've faced with, with the pandemic. Communication has been more important than ever. It's always the primary area where, uh, where businesses wrestle. But uh, during this time with uncertainty and question 
and everybody figuring out a new normal and, and uh, how we're going to move forward, communication is, is critical. And, you know, as I, as I work with companies around the globe, the, the, uh, the amount of effort that is required to really make that effective, it, it's a lot of work, um, you know, and, and, uh, but right now it's more important than ever. And uh, especially as things have kind of uh, drug along, you know, uh, pandemic fatigue is real. It's, it's a challenge. And uh, we're, we're going to have to continue to just over communicate and, and make sure that everybody understands where we're at and, and where we're going. You know, and celebrating is, has become really difficult, um, you know, and it, we have to get creative and find new ways. We can't necessarily do it face to face or together. But there's ways to do all kinds of, of interesting and fun things, uh, you know, using the tools and technology that's out there. So uh, people need to be informed. In the absence of, of information, people make things up. And that's almost never the right thing to allow to happen. So communication is critical, and, and we have to make that a priority in how we work with our, our teams and with our customers. So Arlen, one of the other points that you made during the uh, presentation was uh, obviously with how things have changed uh, the last year and, and kind of the remote options that uh, a lot of dealerships and companies have kind of either been forced into or, you know, kind of took advantage of given the reality of, of what, you know, kind of business culture was like. Uh, Dealerships have said, you know, hey, we, we kind of uncovered a lot of advantages to some of that. And I mean, precision teams were often pretty mobile anyway. Uh, a lot of a lot of staff didn't spend a, a ton of time in the office to begin with. But it certainly seems there were some additional benefits that came out of this, maybe unexpected. And dealerships have said that, hey, you know what, this is stuff we might make permanent now as part of our, our business operations. So wondering if you can, you know, kind of expand or talk a little bit more about, you know, where you see some of those things that might become more of a staple in just how these dealerships can be more efficient on the precision side. Well, there, there's no question that that face-to-face -face and, and uh, you know, being able to drive drive into a, a, a grower's uh, farmstead in your, in your pickup and shake hands and all that is, is always going to be really important. But you know, one of the things that, that I think we're going to find happen uh, as we get more and more technology that's, that's equipped for, for mobile access as Wi-Fi and, and other types of connectivity become more readily available, you know, there's no reason to roll trucks for, for a lot of things that happen today. And uh, it, it's important that we begin to, to leverage remote access tools. Um, you know, not only to, to manage and fix equipment, but to also interact with, with our clients and customers on the farm. Um, you know, a lot of times when we can see what's going on without being there, we can do just as good a job troubleshooting or diagnosing what, what the needs are as we can if, if we're sitting in the cab next to somebody. So uh, the tools and technology have been around for, for quite a while. Uh, COVID has forced us to adopt a lot of things that we, we were kind of slowly moving toward. Um, you know, the cloud will become a bigger and bigger and bigger part of what's going on. And, and uh, 
there's just this giant movement, uh, I think, that we're going to find come into our industry. It's going to provide some efficiency. It's going to reduce some cost. It'll actually allow us to provide much better service. But we have to we have to accept that mindset and realize that not every interaction is necessarily going to be a, across the uh, the tailgate. You know, we're we're going to do a lot of things online, and we have to we have to realize that that's going to require us to use technology in different ways and and still try to keep that face to face connection as much as we can, but do it across the wire. Thank you, Arlen, for sharing your insight into how dealerships have and will continue to adapt to a changing business climate to meet the needs of customers and achieve internal goals. Again, we'd like to recognize and thank our sponsor, Ag Express Electronics, for helping make this Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series possible. I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at jsemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262 267-7441. You can also keep up on the latest precision practices impacting your dealership by registering online at precisionfarmingdealer.com for our free PFD daily e-newsletter. Well, I hope that you'll join us again for the next episode in our 2021 podcast series. For Arlen Sorensen, Ag Express Electronics, and our entire staff here at Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Semlicka. Thanks for listening.